You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there, and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so, looking at all the latest in tech and answering any questions you might have. As always, you can call 069-66200, and you can call 0871-669800. We are going to answer a few questions, and then I'm going to look at some of the latest headlines in tech and and react into those and see see what it says and see what's all the latest and things like that. But to start off with, we have um, last week I announced I did a review of the new Batman movie and uh, uh, found it very good, very dark, as a Batman movie should be, uh, very well acted out and a good storyline. And Robert Pattinson did a good job in the lead role. Um, and of course, uh, Colin Farrell, Ireland's own, did a great job as the Penguin. Uh, so yeah, I found it a good all-round movie, but I announced we were giving, uh, we were giving away um, two Blu-ray discs uh, for two questions that were sent in. And we have a question from... We have two questions, and we have one from Luna Moth, is a uh, person that emailed in, and they ask, what is the best way to connect a computer uh, to the TV without Wi-Fi? Well, I suppose the simplest way is if your computer has um, has an HDMI output, it would be a HDMI cable. Uh, if it's nearby, even if it's not nearby, I've had to do it before where I did it, say, with a skybox where somebody wanted to put a TV in a different room and I was able to route a, a HDMI cable around and through a wall. And, you know, so it can be done. Uh, if it's in the same room, it'd be quite handy. Just use a HDMI cable. Um Otherwise, if, say, if it's an older computer that might have any HDMI output, you can always use... um uh, a VGA cable if the TV a lot of TVs have a VGA input or you could get um, a converter from VGA because most computers would have VGA output so you or DVI or, or uh, display port you can get converters from those to HDMI and then you can plug them in that way some would need an active converter which is a converter that has power to transform it from one output to a different output and other other ones would be just wouldn't need that they'd be just a little plug that you plug into your VGA and then plug a HDMI cable into that and plug that into your TV uh, so I suppose cable versions would be without Wi-Fi or any kind of wireless way of sending the signal I suppose that would be the one of the handiest way you can also say set up um, through a LAN cable uh, to send signals that way, uh, especially if you're not using Wi-Fi, you can you can. That's kind of how a lot of businesses and things, even us here at the radio station, is set up. A lot of the information is transferred computer to computer through a LAN cable, but um, that wouldn't be the normal. The normal would be like a HDMI cable or something like that. So uh, yeah, without Wi-Fi, that's probably the best way. And thanks for that question, Luna. And you're one of the winners of the Batman Blu-ray disc. Um, I'll be emailing you uh, later on today just to get your uh, information to send you on that disc, so or, or you can pick it up here at the station. Uh, next one is John in Abbey Field. Says he is getting into photography and wants to know what is the best camera phone doesn't really care about other specs as long as it's functional so just purely camera so there's been kind of a for the last few months i suppose there's maybe a top three and even that 
that uh, top three was kind of inherited from the previous model so it's been going on a long time where the same kind of few phones but there's a few or one a possible disruptor coming into the market so uh, but the, the, the perennial top three and which is still probably the best three at the moment is the Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra, uh, which has, you know, uh, the high megapixel count, has uh, is known for um, taking excellent photos. Although they do sharpen and kind of uh, saturate photos, a lot of Samsungs do, but they take a very nice photo. Um, the iPhone 13 Pro Max is another one of the top three that takes excellent photos some say it would be the best uh, others say they'd prefer the samsung look depends on what style of photography you're into as well uh, but for clarity and everything it's up there with the best of them and the google pixel 6 ultra would be another one uh, google having their own using their own hardware with their own software and they have uh, they kind of set new standards when it came to computational photography and uh, the uh, the the software side of things uh, the stitching different photos together to make an extra clear photo and they kind of uh, jumped up to new standards a couple of years ago and the other phone companies were trying to catch up so they have been the, the perennial three with their latest few models um, but there's a new phone I've seen some of the famous tech YouTubers and things like that and I, I've heard about it for a good while coming uh, so Xiaomi who's a Chinese phone company. I've talked about them a bit here. They have kind of got together with Sony and they spent like $15 million together to uh, develop this new one-inch camera sensor. I was talking a little bit about this last week. So the phone wasn't released then or the specs weren't released. So the specs are out now and some people have got their hands on them. I see a, a YouTuber, Mr. Who's the Boss? He's a tech YouTuber, has got one of them. He's been testing it out. Um... Uh, MKBHD is another one he was kind of hinting that there's a phone uh, he seems to think that the Samsung Galaxy Ultra has been the is his number one for photography and he was doing a side by side photo and he thinks that this he said leave it up to yourself uh, but this new disruptor in the market could be the could, uh, the, the photo looks uh, in some people's opinion a lot of people's opinion looks better even than the Samsung and everyone is thinking that that phone is actually the new Xiaomi um, 12S Ultra so it has that one inch uh, sensor which is like up to four times bigger than your normal and the more sensor the bigger the sensor the more light it can take in and the more light it can take in the better photography that's why the the 35 millimeter cameras dslrs uh even though some of them mightn't have as good a computational photography and that kind of thing as some of the phones uh can still um beat them for quality because they just have a bigger sensor it's just raw raw power taking in more light uh, but this has a pretty big sensor um, for a phone. It's massive, uh, and uh, has uh, not only has the, that sensor developed with Sony, but they also have Leica technology, and it has like a it has like a big. I've seen the 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 photos of the of the camera of the phone, and it has like. Um, um, like a huge lens on the back but within that lens in the center is the main one with that one inch sensor and they actually because the lens is so big they actually have other small lenses around there as well uh, that, that will do your other um, 
types of photography and things like that it also has one of those um periscope zoom lenses and things like that all built into it but it's only the ultra version of that phone the 12 s ultra xiaomi so if you want to go out and out on the camera and it all depends on budget as well that would be uh, it, I don't know if the prices are released. It actually hasn't been announced for Europe yet, so you'd have to keep an eye out for it. But um, that could be um, that could be one in mind if you had a slightly you you didn't have thirteen hundred to spend. And it may, do you know what? It may be like although there's bill options and stuff for some of those other phones, like the, the and depends on how much storage you want and things like that. But that may be a new contender in the market, and you mightn't even be sacrificing quality uh, for a cheaper price. So, uh, but that wait and see until the full version comes out, until it's released here as well. Uh, I now saying that in the past I have bought say Chinese market phones as long as you the, you can get the, I've, I've bought phones that weren't available in Europe but they had worldwide band coverage so which means they'd, they'd pick up the the phone signals here because some countries have different setups and and in their phones so you could bring a phone from from say China for example over here and if it was restricted to like the the or just set up just for the local bands uh, when it comes to GSM and all that kind of thing um, it might not work uh, so if you you want to get one that makes sure it's like a worldwide version that's kind of has all that covers all the different um, ranges of uh, of um, broadcast for for phone signals and all that kind of thing uh, so that would be one if you were interested in it that might be one way but you know you have the perennial kind of three that I was talking about earlier which would also be your option so uh, yeah you can you can uh, after that you can kind of do your comparisons and things like that and it depends on what type of photography you're into as well uh, so uh, those would be if you to 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 narrow the the net for you to to look for uh, which ones to decide from that that would be that would be so what would be widely kind of known as as the top three and the new disruptor that they seem to be talking about so uh, best to look with that and you're also a winner of the. The Batman DVD or the Batman Blu-ray disc, uh, two disc uh, with all the special edition stuff and all that. So I will be emailing you back as well uh, in response to the um, asking the question and uh, getting your address or uh, asking you maybe if you'd like to drop into the station to pick up your DVD. So uh, best of luck and congratulations and enjoy the new Batman movie. Uh, so now let's get on to the some of the latest questions in terror latest headlines in tech and i'll do a bit of reaction and see what's we'll see what's happening uh default windows 10 settings you should change right now so this is a cnet and they're saying uh some of the some of the people still using windows 10 which is a lot of people because a lot of computers are not compatible with windows 11 um even some fairly high spec computers uh, my brother's laptop which was a couple of years old but it was an i7 and it had you know very ssd had all kind of high specs a windows 10 computer but it wasn't compatible with windows 11 whatever was missing from it it even had its own if for a laptop it had a good graphics card like a four gig of ram graphics card um so it was a pretty high spec uh, laptop but still didn't have 
have so he still has Windows 10 on that um, so a lot of people are still using it including all but one of the computers I use say I, the one I use here in the office would have Windows 11 but my home computer my laptop all that stuff would all be Windows 10 because they're all not compatible no there's roundabout ways I've heard of people doing it but then if you do it and the the capability isn't there then it could uh, work very slowly work very badly and things like that uh, so I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't recommend trying to do it that way uh, Microsoft launched Windows 11 and the latest uh, its latest operating system last October the OS reached broad deployment earlier this year after a staggered rollout spanning half a year, meaning it's now ready for all compatible computers. Uh, and uh, they're showing a way to download it. However, the system requires uh, requirements for Windows 11 means that older computers may need to continue using uh, Windows 10. And like any operating system, Windows 10 has new default settings that are uh, less than ideal. Some are just annoying. You don't really need Cortana getting to know you. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I never... Uh, take that as an option or I, I d- disable it because I don't really use it while others will actually slow down your device showing you tons of modifications uh, notifications and ads and collect more of your information that you m- than you might be comfortable with as long as Windows 10 is still what's powering your computer it's worth uh, optimizing your settings to make sure your PC is running the best it can uh, you'll want to spend a few minutes looking into these settings and potentially turning them off for the sake of privacy, speed, and convenience. Here are seven default settings that you can disable. So f- file sharing, number one that they say here is file sharing uh, updates. Uh, features Windows 10 added is an optimized update delivery system that lets you download updates from your Windows 10 computers over the internet, not just from Microsoft servers. Uh, the catch is that your computer is also used as an update sharing hub for other Windows 10 users. See, I didn't know about that now. I just thought update is just you update it and that's it. Uh, and it just sends you the information from Microsoft's website and it updates your computer and that's the end of it. Uh, so this is saying that your computer becomes a hub for other computers, which means you're constantly giving a bit of bandwidth and a bit of your CPU to other computers, which is not ideal if you're, you know, heavy usage or something like that. Uh, you want every inch you have of, of your CPU and everything. Uh, the feature is turning on by default, but... Is turned on by default, but you can turn it off by going to Settings, Update and Security, Advanced Options, Delivery, Optimization, and Toggling Off, Allow Downloads from Other PCs. Yeah, so that's that's definitely a good one to know. Uh, I didn't know about that now. Uh, just in case you miss any of this, uh, this show will be posted uh, up as a podcast as well. If you search uh, Tech Thursday, you want to listen back to any of this. Um, and this article is also on CNET website as well. So annoying notifications is the next one. Uh, the Windows 10 Action Center is a handy central hub for all of your notifications, apps, reminders, recently installed programs, etc. But notification overload is definitely a thing, especially when you add unnecessary notifications such as windows tips in the mix um to get notifications under control go to settings system notification and actions and then turn off things like get tips tricks and suggestions when you use windows or show me the windows welcome experience after updates and occasionally when i sign in to highlight what's new and suggested uh, as well as any unwanted notifications from individual apps 
so that's some of the stuff you know you'll see him the first time you'll say oh that's nice but then it keeps happening over and over again this welcome thing and, uh, and you don't want to see that every single time uh, so you can kind of turn those off uh, start menu ads Microsoft pushes its Windows Store apps so much so that you may be seeing apps you never downloaded in your start menu. These suggested apps are basically ads. Uh, turn off those pesky ads by going to settings, personalization, start, so show suggestions occasionally in start. Uh, for more information, check out our Windows 10 start menu guide. So they have a start menu guide there as well. So that's handy for turning those off. Uh, targeted. I, uh, the first thing I do, say, whenever I set up a new computer with Windows 10, which I've done a few times, um, is kind of delete all the games, delete all the unnecessary apps, uh, turn off Cortana. I just go through it, you know, the solitaire and all that kind of stuff, which I wouldn't be using. So I just delete it all off of it just to, to have it as empty as possible uh, even some of those drawing things that come come with it and I'll turn all those off because mostly I'd be setting them up for audio editing and things like that uh, so I just delete all that stuff and really simplify it and just install a few apps that's necessary one um, browser, maybe Brave browser, something like that, uh, that uses minimal amount of CPU and is privacy kind of um, strong on privacy things like that and then just keep it very simple because th their work you know the, lots of the, co the computers I'd be setting up here would be work computers and things like that to have as little as possible other things uh, using up the, the, the power of the computer Targeted ads from third-party apps Microsoft is definitely keeping tabs on your preferences and browsing habits on Windows 10 you even have a unique advertising ID tied to your Microsoft account, which the company uses to show you targeted ads. Oh, and Microsoft also shares this advertising ID profile with third-party apps from the Windows Store, unless you turn this information sharing off. You can turn off sharing uh, this type of info by going to Settings, Privacy, General and toggling off. Let, uh, let apps use advertising ID to make ads more interesting to you based on your um, app activity. And uh, so turning this off will also reset your ID, it says. Uh, so, but it's something you may want to do or you may not want to do. Uh, Cortana getting to know you. Cortana is uh, your adaptive personal assistant in Windows 10 gets, well, pretty personal with the information it collects about you, such as speech and handwriting patterns and typing history. You may consider um, this to just to be a little creepy. You can stop Cortana from getting to know you and clear that information from your device by going to settings, privacy, inking and typing and toddling, to, toddling? <laughs> toggling the option off. So that's the way for your what you type and all that stuff being kind of uh, tracked and used to, to make a profile of you or to be able to, I suppose the idea behind it is it's able to kind of... Uh, have things set up for your the way, your habits how you work and make it easier to use but you never know what, when the information is being kept what, all, what else it's been used for uh, in Windows 10 by default many apps run in the background uh, even if you don't have them open uh, these apps can receive information send notifications download and install updates and otherwise use up your bandwidth and your battery if you're using a mobile device or a metered connection you may want to turn this feature off if you do so you can go to settings privacy background apps and either toggle off let app run in the background or toggle off each individually 
Uh, so that's another one. Uh, all the syncing. Windows 10 is all about syncing. Everything, system settings, teams, passwords, search history syncs across all your signed-in devices by default. But not all of us want our search history sync in or to sync between our phones and our computers. So here's how to turn syncing off. Uh, turn off settings, syncing, including, including your passwords. Go to settings, account, sync your settings. You can turn off all settings syncing. You can selectively turn off specific settings. Uh, you know, it's it's grand. Syncing is very handy to have if all your devices are pretty secure. Uh, but say if you have one device that could be open to, or for other people to use or not as safe as you think, uh, it wouldn't sync that with everything because you could ha- have your you know, your bank login or something automatically saved with passwords and everything where they could log in automatically uh, where the password would be saved and, you know, transfer money out or do something, you know, uh, buy stuff online or something. Uh, so you might be better off uh, if those if there's any device to, to not sync to that. So um, that's that's another thing that might be a good idea. And that's it. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's it's a handy some handy tips there now uh, you can go to CNET or you can listen back to this as a podcast and uh, uh, give us some idea how to how to speed up your Windows 10 a bit and how to make it a bit safer when it comes to privacy and things like that as well so uh, UK Watchdog probes Microsoft's 68.7 billion euro dollar Activision buyout deal Britain's competition watchdog said today it started an investigation into Microsoft's uh, $68.7 billion deal to buy Call of Duty maker Activision Blizzard. Uh, The Competition and Markets Authority said it had until the 1st of September to make its phase one decision on whether the deal between the US technology company and the video game maker Activision would reduce competition in the UK. The phase one investigation by the CMA will either lead to... uh, Uh, The deal being cleared, I will move to a more in-depth Phase 2 probe. probe. Uh, In the biggest gaming industry deal in history, Microsoft in January said it was buying Activision Blizzard. According to Revenative Data, the Microsoft Activision deal would be the largest all-cash acquisition on record. So, I forgot, yeah, that it was how big that actually was. So, that's... uh that's pretty amazing, but if the if it you know you don't want to be turning um, these companies into monopolies either because you need competition and things like that. Um, but the only thing is you have the likes of Google there, which is much bigger than than Microsoft. Uh, but you don't want just two or three uh, companies to run everything either. You know there there has to be room for little guys to come up without being just swallowed up by the bigger guys and given a chance to grow but it's not easy to do that because they have such power and such influence and such amount of money um apple is introducing a new speaking of one of the the big uh (laughs) massive companies apple is introducing a new security tool to protect users from malicious software attacks lockdown mode will be rolled out in the in autumn and will let people drastically limit some features to protect their device from infection. The tech giant says the tool will block text message attachments using certain complex technologies, incoming invitations and service requests. So it'll just kind of put a stricter mode on the phone, which may sometimes some of these security measures kind of block things too much. 
and kind of uh, things that you want to come in aren't coming in either uh, so uh, you have to see how it works out but if it's well done and you still get all the things you want to get and don't get the things you don't want to get that's brilliant um, Apple's new feature adds extreme protection oh yeah so that's actually the same one open twice there in two different places uh, the brothers behind Netflix series Stranger Things have started a new production company Matt and Ross Duffer have formed upside down pictures to develop film and TV products as part of their overall deal with the streaming giant. Projects will include several live-action adaptions and a stage play set in the world of their popular sci-fi show. Uh, so yeah, Stranger Things has been very popular. It kind of dipped a lit- little bit in the previous season, but this season seems to be getting fairly good reviews that I've seen anyway. So I actually watched the first few seasons, but I need to catch up. I think I'm a season and a half behind with the new one. Probably, uh, uh, is it all released? Or, or is it all released in one go with Netflix? Uh, but I'm I'm two seasons possibly behind. Uh, so I need to, to catch up on that show again because I, I found it quite good. Uh, but do you know when they stop and you kind of forget about them a bit and you kind of forget that you like them a bit? <laughs> it was like you need to kind of give it a... I might go back and maybe watch the last few episodes of the previous season that I had watched to, to kind of get myself back into it again. Viatel Technology Group has acquired Dublin-based IT services firm Support IT for an undisclosed sum. The Limerick headquartered company uh, provides software development and managed IT services to businesses nationally and internationally. Uh, they said that they are delighted to announce this acquisition, which shows the continued belief uh, we have in our Action Point team and business uh, and points to a bigger growth opportunity for all of us, said Paul Rellis, CEO of the Viatel Technology Group. Today's announcement follows Viatel's acquisition of digital transformation services provider Action Point in January of this year. Uh, it said Action Point will partner closely with Support IT under the latest deal. While no financial details of the acquisition have been disclosed, it's understood the acquisition sees Viatel Technology Group revenues approach 70 million annually. Uh, we are delighted to be teaming up with Support IT, said David Jeffrey, CEO of Action Point. Uh, Joe and the team have built a reputation for excellent customer service and technical expertise over the last 18 years. We are bringing Action Point's capability to support IT services offering uh, while simultaneously expanding our footprint to Dublin also. Uh, so that's good. I uh, uh, hope they keep things going in Limerick as well uh, So and not just moving it to Dublin. Uh, but that's, uh, that's good news for the, the, the owners of that company. Um, routine dental treatments are costing around five times more in some parts of the country compared to others. Um, a, 20, a survey of 220 dentists by the Irish Independent found that Dublin was the most expensive, with a filling in a clinic in Black Rock costing €170. Euro. That compares to €35 euro in Donegal. Meanwhile, it costs €60 euro for a filling at one surgery in Kilkenny, while almost 300 de- metres away, they were charging double that. Oh, that's very strange. So, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, so, even with dentists, I suppose it's worth pricing around and maybe you might have to travel a small bit to get a, a, a bit of value when it comes to dentists. So, it's something you wouldn't think of. You just kind of go to your local one a lot of the time and just, oh, you know, I have a sore tooth or I need cleaning done and you wouldn't even think about it. But... um 
they're kind of saying that it's actually quite important to to price around that the, there is a big variety in prices so yeah that's that's another thing to keep in mind uh, Tesla deliveries fall hurt by China's COVID related shutdown yes there's that's always a problem with Tesla is they have backlogs you know they they can't produce as much as the demand and there's always waiting lists and things like that but that's happening with a lot of car makers um a friend of mine recently was waiting for a car and it was supposed to be delivered on a certain date a brand new car and it wasn't delivered and there was delays and then it got stuck in customs and it further delayed it and they got it eventually but uh, it took a couple of weeks longer than it should have uh, Tesla delivered 17.9% fewer electric vehicles in the second quarter from the previous quarter as China's COVID-19 related shutdown disrupted its production and supply chain. The world's biggest electric car maker said over the weekend that it delivered 254,695 vehicles in April to June period. Uh, the company uh, this compared with 310,048 vehicles in the preceding quarter and ended in nearly a two-year-long run of record quarterly deliveries. Uh, the resurgence in COVID-19 cases in China forced Tesla to temporarily suspend production in its Shanghai factory and also affected suppliers' facilities in the country. Tesla is ramped up, uh, has ramped up production at the Shanghai factory with the easing of COVID-19 lockdown which will boost deliveries in the second half. Early in June, Chief Executive Elon Musk told executives that he had a super bad feeling about the economy and needed to cut about 10% of staff in the electric car maker. Uh, yeah, he had to cut in certain areas, um, but as they said overall, the actual headcount is the same or in the next few months will be up on what it was even without that 10%. In, there was a kind of and over in, in certain divisions of his company there was uh, an excess of what was needed for for uh, that that division but then in other parts of the company there was uh, people needed so some got transferred and some it was very I don't know like one was office work and one was production work so there were there weren't a lot of people didn't want to transfer and uh, so but the they're hiring people for the the other sections or whatever it was, but I just remember I, I heard them saying anyway that uh, overall, even though there's a ten percent cut in one area, that the overall headcount in the in Tesla will will um, will remain the same or even start going up in the next month or two. Uh, Musk said he had demanded for Tesla vehicles to remain strong, or the demand the demand has remained strong, but supply chain challenges still remain. Uh, yeah, so that's very true. Uh, uh, the heads of security services, MI5 and the FBI, have uh, used an unprecedented joint speech to warn that China is their biggest game-changing challenge when it comes to businesses. The UK is doubling their efforts to combat Chinese threats and says that it's running seven times as many probes into China as it was four years ago. Director of the FBI, Christopher Wray, says the ruling Communist Party poses a serious threat to Western businesses. The Chinese government is set on stealing your technology. Whatever it is that makes your industry tick and using it to undercut your business and dominate your market. And they're set on using every tool at their disposal to do it. Yeah, well, that's... There is a... A lot of that has, you know, has happened, all right, like... um. 
even I watch that show sometimes Shark Tank you know where the new businesses come in with their new ideas and they try to get funding from the sharks which are like big business people investors and um, they often say you know uh, to somebody said has a new kind of uh, a guy had like a connection for hoses to like a quick connection um, for like firemen and things like that or I forget what exact there was a couple of different products and they said what's to stop you know somebody in China just go and make that and sell it and it happened so much I've um I've seen the story of a company who came up with some connector, an audio connector or something like that. And it was very, you know, they were delighted with it. They released it. It started off pretty well. And then, uh, like a company in China, just made their own version of it uh, without any patents or without or breaking the patents. Um, just good, just ignoring the patents and doing their own thing. And it just put them out of business. They closed down. Uh, they because it was half the price of what they were selling it for, even though the quality wasn't as good, but it kind of did the same job, and people just went and bought the Chinese version instead, and uh, yeah, it put them out of business. So uh, even though it was their idea and their invention, and you know they were trying to, I suppose, recoup the money for their investment in development and things like that as well, uh, but. The, the, that company in China just skipped all the development, skipped everything, just got one of them reverse engineered it, copied it, and sold it. You know, and it's a pity when that happens. But I suppose it happens in many other places as well. Uh, the Americans themselves have done it from time to time. Uh, the likes of the you always hear that story about the the company in England that were developing. Um, years ago were developing the first um, supersonic airplane and there was the problem with uh, I think the Americans were trying to do it at the same time but the problem was stabilization when they went uh, faster than the speed of sound and the English company came up with an idea for the I think it was the the, the rudder on the back or something or the, they had like a curved uh, wing on the back uh, to stabilize it and they they, they were had done all the tests and they were getting ready to do um, the show to to display it to the the government or whatever it was and uh, they went away for their weekend came back and everything was gone and uh, suddenly a couple of months later um, the Americans did their first test flight and they broke the sound barrier and they had that exact wing on it so <laughs> some deal had been done with the Americans where they just literally took the what the, the British engineers had done and took it took it and branded it as their own and the, it was a Chuck Yeager that flight was in a kind of the, some of the designs of that plane was stolen uh, from a kind of a British engineering company so uh, so it, it has gone on over the years in lots of different places um, but I think when it comes for like just direct uh, you know ongoing you see a lot of the Chinese webs I like I often do it myself I, I see something for sale and it's, oh, it's a bit expensive I don't know if I can afford that and I'll just write down what the type of product it is you know some kind of uh, like something for the washing machine was shaking around was it was a bit wobbly when, and I was trying to get these uh, things for stabilizing and I, I had seen it pop up an ad for it some company had made it but then I looked it up in uh, I just googled it uh, the name 
uh, to see was there any cheaper version or something because it was a bit too expensive for me and straight away it popped up on a lot of the Chinese websites almost identical product even though this per- person had invented it and they were doing it uh, and it was available from China for a couple of euro instead of paying them you know 40, 50 euro whatever it was um, but I ended up not buying it anyway it, was, it, it seemed to be great actually it's something I probably still do need to buy because the I or, or I, I had see I had my washing machine kind of a pallet underneath it to kind of raise it up a bit because the basket would fit in underneath a bit better to to put the clothes and stuff into it. I have like one of the flat baskets, but it wasn't flat enough. Anyway, uh, enough of my <laughs> bits and pieces, but it's all tech, I suppose. The washing machine, uh, but um, yeah, but that that has been that has been uh, going on for a long time, all right. Uh, but you, I noticed some companies apply for patents in China as well. I don't know how strongly they're guarded. Say, if you do get approved for a patent in the the Chinese patent office as well as the European or American or whatever it is, uh, if they if that will prevent Chinese companies from making it, or if it doesn't matter i don't know um that's something maybe i'd have to do a bit of research on uh so let's see some of what else do we have um best tvs for 2022 top models so this is on cnet let's see what some of the recommendations they make uh the tcl series 6 roku tv is the best tv for value for money uh, it's $1,706 uh, or $1,300 depends on where you're looking uh, no we've we've no TV we've ever tested offers this much picture quality for as little cash the TCL Series 6 Dolby Vision HDR has an excellent image thanks to a mini LED as well as implement full array local dimming that helps it run circles around just about any other TV at that price uh, it's also a solid choice for gamers so what size would that one be uh, oh, so it starts at 55 inches so it uh, yeah, it's not that cheap but I suppose for the technology that's what they're talking about this is a high end uh, technology for the lowest price uh, which I kind of appreciate alright uh, as well as Google powered version we get uh, we have yet to review although according to TCL it's image quality is the same as the Roku version uh, so if, yeah it depends on what you're if you're into Roku devices and you have a Roku uh, kind of a setup you can use that and if you're into Google you can get your own which is fair enough um, LG OLED C1 is the next is the best high end TV for the money uh, so there's a, another level to the higher end I suppose and this is the next one it's OLED it's um, still our go to pick for people who prioritise picture and are willing to pay for it it beats any non OLED TV on the list including the Samsung QN90A um, it's $4,500 $3,799 in other shops it's just giving you prices for different shops but uh, yeah it's not it's not cheap it starts at four. 48 inches as well so uh, you're paying $3,800 for a 48 inch TV I presume they're going to give the lowest price first but yeah it's that's expensive uh, TCL 4 series is another one I, I haven't when I go to a lot of the shops I don't see a lot of TCL TVs I do see some bits and pieces and I've got a sound bar myself from TCL 
which I find good. Uh, but I haven't tried their TVs now. They were like, for a couple of years ago, they were like the biggest sellers on Amazon. They're a small TV and they kind of got their name from that as being like the number one on the list when it comes to TVs. And people were talking about, what is this unknown company that that's the number one seller on Amazon uh, because they were doing fairly good specs for the for the price and people were buying them I suppose and that kind of got their name out there uh, but I haven't I don't know how common they are in all the shops over here I must, I must have a look the next time I'm in some of the the high street stores and see uh, the availability of TCL TVs I doubt they could be actually because that sound bar I got was from an Irish shop so from a local shop actually um so maybe they have the TVs as well I just haven't been looking uh, but the 4 series is the next one uh, it's starting at 280 quid so this is a smaller one 43 inches uh, so I presume it's not OLED or anything uh, Roku is our favourite platform for live TV streaming services like Netflix uh, so that's it's, this is in CNET so they, they prefer Roku and uh, the TCL4 series can't beat the models above on image quality um, it's 4K resolution and HDR performance don't do much to help the picture but it's perfect perfectly fine for most people especially at the price uh, so uh, this is a kind of a lower end but a, a high spec for a, say a mid-range or, or lower range TV it's uh, the quality is very good but not compared to OLED which is fair enough like it's not comparing like with like when you're spending 280 quid um, so I presume and they do up to 85 inches so maybe the 85 inches might be you know 12 or 1400 euro or something like that for the size or maybe a little bit more but um it's um it's uh if you want size and pretty good picture quality uh for on a budget that might be the way to go something like one of those uh you also see sales as well for some uh you know good tv if you keep an eye out i think if you're really ready to buy a tv and you have a fairly decent one to keep you going for the moment and if you have a bit of money saved up or something like that keep the money and we give it three or four months and keep shopping around every evening that's what I did I had saved up and I wanted to get a good size TV but I didn't have much of a budget um but I wanted a nice, fairly good picture. Um, and I kept an eye out and I ended up getting a Toshiba TV for 65 inches, 4K. Uh, very nice picture quality. The the menu and all the, the... They didn't have Google. It didn't have... But I used the Google Chromecast TV anyway and I have a PlayStation. So I didn't need it. And I don't use the sound. I don't even know how good the sound is because I just... From day one, I've been using surround sound that I had from my previous TV so I wasn't bothered about sound I wasn't bothered about the smart features I just wanted a good panel and it's a pretty good panel uh, 65 inches I think it was 470 euro with free delivery uh, which is very good for the size it's very it's hard to beat it so but I got that because I waited and I, sh- I shopped around every couple of days I was having a look any updates any new sales uh, I, I had an idea of the size I wanted um, you know, I wanted to say 60 inches or above. Uh, and on that kind of budget, I wasn't bothered about sound. I wasn't bothered about um, the smart features. And uh, yeah, and it's been grand. It's been very good. Uh, the only thing, weird thing is it turns itself off every so often. I'd be like watch, in the middle of watching something and it just turns it off. But once every month or two. Uh, you know and maybe it just it's maybe it's giving me it's maybe it's telling me uh you need to to go outside or something i know i don't i don't watch tv that long but yeah uh, you know it just uh it 
I don't know what it could be to do with the Chromecast or something like that as well uh, maybe it's some setting I need to change but because if I'm using the PlayStation it never happens so it only happens when I'm using Chromecast so uh, maybe it's just a setting thing there um the Vizio MQ7 is one of the least expensive TVs to feature full array local dimming, which lets you reproduce TV shows, movies and games with enough contrast to pop uh, to do HDR justice. It's a 60 hertz model, not 120 hertz, but it still handles variable refresh rate games for extra smoothness you can save up to uh, you can save up for the tcl 6 series but want a better picture than the 4 series uh so oh yeah so it's kind of something in the middle of those two um the the vizio mq7 uh the best picture for tighter budgets uh so how much is that starting at 550 and it starts at 50 inches uh so that's quite good um so it's higher quality than the cheaper TCL and much cheaper than the more expensive TCL. Uh, so it's a good, uh, mid, literally mid-range when it comes to those. Uh, so that's very good. Uh, it's good value for money. Um, Vizio V-Series is the next one best cheap TV uh, runner-up. Vizio's V-Series is one of our favourite budget alternatives to the TCL 4 Series. Roku TV, we like Roku Smart TV, so they said that. Uh, But the V-Series has some advantages, including a better remote with voice, also more advanced, advanced picture settings. Picture quality between the two is basically the same. So if you don't have a preference, it makes sense to get the cheapest one. Uh, And that starts at 43 inches up to 75 inches, and it starts at 400 quid. Uh, Vizio also has yet to announce a successor for this TV, but we expect it to do so later in the summer. Uh, So, yeah, there's a new version of it going to be coming out. Uh, The best high-end TV of 2022 so far, uh, they say, is the LG OLED C2. So this is the like the the top of the top, I guess, uh, by them. Um, the C2 is the first, and C- LG as well, of course, make a panels for low TV panels for a lot of other. Uh, TV companies and they just put them on their they you know put their own branding and put their own um, hardware onto them but they use the they use the actual LG panels because it's very expensive to do very complicated to do so a lot of other TV companies when you're buying them you're actually buying an, an LG panel uh, the C2 is uh, maybe that's why they kind of keep the best for themselves according to CNET anyway uh, we've reviewed and it's superb but right now the 2021 model is still a better deal we compare the C2 directly to last year's C1 side by side in terms of picture quality the two were basically identical despite the fact that LG touts the new Evo panel on the C2 uh, real improvements include carbon fiber construction and up to 47% lighter weight the 65 inch version we reviewed weighs in just about 37 pounds with its stand compared to 72 pounds for the 65 inch c1 as well as some additional for sure uh, that wouldn't bother me now if, if the thing was heavier and the construction and all that as long as it stays in place and it works away fine it wouldn't bother me uh, so it's all about the panel uh, for me as well as some additional tweaks to game mode and new always ready feature these enhancements aren't worth the price difference though uh, so our advice would be to buy a c1 now or wait until later this year when the c1 sells out and the c2 gets a price cut 
Uh, the C2 is also available in a 42 inch size, whilst the smallest C1 is a 48 inch model. Uh, so, and the $1,500 uh, at uh, some of the different shops, they're all around the same price. So, I suppose a lot of these, of course, would be available here uh, for uh, similar kind of prices. Uh, the Samsung QN90A is the best OLED TV alternative. Uh, so Samsung, uh, you don't want OLED. Samsung's QN90A is your best bet. This TV uses QLED TV tech augmented by mini LED for a brighter image with any OLED TV. This spectacular contrast of QLED still won out on our side-by-side tests. But the QN90A QLED screen comes closer than ever. Uh, So OLED is slightly better, uh, but it's as close as you can get if you don't have OLED. Uh, They start at 50 inches up to 85 inches and start at 2,600. So... close to high-end, uh, well, mid-range OLED prices, I suppose. Uh, not, you can get cheaper OLED and you can get much more expensive OLED. So, um, if it's higher than the mid-range OLEDs uh, uh, and close enough to the high-end OLEDs, it might be it might be worth it. Uh, the Sony X90J, uh, best mid-priced alternative to TCL and Vizio. Um... With excellent picture quality, anchored full array local dimming and plenty of brightness to make HDR content shine, the X90J is Sony's answer to the TCL 6 series and a step up um, from Vizio models. The latest TV's sleek look and Google TV operating system score additional points, as does its next-generation console support, including variable refresh rate uh, enabled by software update in March 2022 and built-in next-gen TV tuner. The Sony TV is perfect for PS5 gaming and works with uh, Alexa and Google Assistant. If you want an S-brand, this is one of the best values we've tested. Uh, it goes from 50 inches up to 75 inches. Uh, the prices below, it says, are for 55 inches. So it's 898 quid for 55 inches, 900 quid uh, in dollars. So it might be similar uh, to that. Uh, Hisense U8G is the maximum brightness for the money. So if you have a very bright room and you need a, a good bright TV, this might be one uh, for that, the UHG. It goes from 55 inches up to 65 inches. Uh, there's just two sizes. Um, and it starts at 600 quid. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's another one. The Samsung Q60B. Uh, best design for a mid-price TV, Samsung is the brand that sells more TVs than anyone and one of its most popular is the Q60 series. Uh, the sleek design QLED uh, stands out even compared to the other TVs on the list even though the ultra chain uh, OLED models are sleeker and it offers better features, Im- image quality and more sizes than models like the TCL4 and the Samsung uh, or the Sony 80K, X80K. Uh, the TV is listed in this article are all superior values, but you want a Samsung TV and you can't afford the QN90, this is a great choice. Uh, so 750 quid at Best Buy, Best Buy in America, so... Yeah, so that's a good list of some of the the best TVs out there. If you want to see the full list yourself, they're on CNET. And if you want to, as I say, listen back to this, it'll be uh, posted up on on, uh, podcasting this evening. So as well, uh, if you search for Tech Thursday.
Irish teenagers will work an estimated 38.4 years of their life. Figures released by Eurostat found that the time people will spend working here has increased by five years since 2001. Irish people are expected to spend an extra two and a half years working than, European, than the European average. Whilst the longest working life can be found in the Netherlands, where it's suggested that people will work for almost 43 years. Um, Amazon faces UK probe over suspected uh, anti-competitive practices. Britain's competitive watchdog is investigating Amazon.com in concerns it was hurting competition by giving its own sellers an unfair advantage in its marketplace over third parties. Uh, this adds to global regulatory scrutiny uh, of the US tech giant. Also, the Americans were looking into the same thing with them. Uh, the UK Competition and Markets Authority said it opened an investigation into whether Amazon practices uh, that affects sellers on its domestic marketplace may be anti-competitive and result in a worse uh, deal for customers. Uh, it's right that we carefully investigate whether Amazon is using third-party data to give an unfair boost to its own re- retail business and whether it favours sellers who use its logistics and delivery services, both of which could weaken competition. Uh, millions of people across Britain use Amazon services for fast delivery, the CMA said. Uh, so, yeah, they're trying to prioritize that kind of thing. So there'll be an investigation into that. Uh, in America, the FDA suspends Juul, uh, suspends the Juul ban during the appeal process. So I heard a few days ago or last week that um, it's the, the e-cigarette uh, Juul was banned. Uh, something that was prior, uh, proprietary in it that they, they didn't approve of and they thought it was being advertised to younger people with the different flavors that were advertising uh, and so they they had a ban but the ban has been suspended for the moment uh, as the company goes through the appeals process uh, the FDA rejected Juul's applications to sell tobacco and menthol flavoured e-cigarettes in June saying that the company had to pull its products off the market Juul appealed the decision and the federal court issued a temporary stay in the ban on the ban while the company went through uh, the appeals process. The company also asked the FDA to stay uh, on its own ban and the agency initially refused according to court filings. Uh, they said in court filings that the FDA did not evaluate its entire application and that it made the decision to ban Juul's products based on political pressure. Jewel said it will continue to sell its products through the appeals process. Uh, they, they remain confident in the quality and substance of their applications and believe that ultimately they will be able to demonstrate that their products do in fact meet the statutory standards of being appropriate for the protection of the public health. Uh, so, yeah, like... Are they worse than cigarettes? I don't know. Um, some people say they have negative benefits, and uh, but yeah, uh, they're uh, ideally, I suppose, we'd use none of them, and uh, Juul or any of the other e-cigarettes or any um, any real cigarettes or anything like that. So uh, that'd be the ideal world. I'm glad I have never tried either the e-cigarettes or real cigarettes I'm delighted I never went down that rabbit hole <laughs> and our last few bits and pieces here uh, chips drive Samsung's uh, highest Samsung quarter to second quarter profit since 2018 but demand is cooling uh, South Korea's Samsung Electronics turned its best second quarter profit since 2018 underpinned by strong sales of memory chips to server customers um, even as demand from inflation hit smartphone makers uh, 
share of the world's largest memory chip and smartphone maker rose by 2.5% after preliminary results from the second quarter were announced. Samsung posted an operating profit of 14 trillion won, $10.7 billion, up 11% uh, from 12.57 trillion last year. Uh, so they're doing good, but they're expecting things to slow down. Just to get through the last few bits. Uh, next, Netflix star Jerry Harris has been jailed for 12 years in the US for crimes relating to child pornography. Uh, the actor who is in the series cheer apologized to his victims as he was sentenced in chicago saying he's not an evil person prosecutors say harris's status as a popular celebrity enabled him to persuade and entice his young victims to engage in sexual conduct so that's terrible um and our last story for today the state's corporate watchdog is being renamed and given extra resources to fight white collar crime the office of the director of corporate enforcement is being renamed as the corporate enforcement agency so i talked a bit about this in the news today uh, there will be a 50 percent increase in staffing levels while its budget is also going up by 30 percent minister of state which is responsibility for the company law robert troy says guardian numbers in the new agency is also being increased let's see what he had to say there's currently uh, six guardy attached to the office of odce and this new agency it, that number will be doubled and uh, so we'll have 16 guardy attached to the new corporate enforcement agency uh, and they will be working with the corporate enforcement agency to ensure the company law is adhered to uh, that's very good we have a lot of big companies here and i suppose it'll take a big agency to kind of keep an eye on them all well that's been my show for today uh, congratulations to luna and to john on winning the two Batman DVDs, uh, well, I'll be messaging you uh, in relation to picking them up and um, or posting them out. Uh, and as always, you can call zero six nine double six two hundred or text or WhatsApp zero eight seven one double six nine eight hundred or email myself Patrick one hundred two FM at gmail dot com uh, for any. Um, tech-related questions you might have. And that's been Tech Thursday. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. Peace. You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM.